Pure the five. fastest, best, and cheapest technology for extraction. <laughs> it gets tiring after a while. So <laughs> all these lights make you tired. But we're here at Benzingum, and there's an incredible crowd here. And one of my favorite people, one of the OGs from the cannabis industry, was wandering around. So I got a chance to grab him, Sharif. So we're going to introduce you, to, uh, Sharif, to the audience out there. And you've done all kinds of cool things in the cannabis industry. We'll go through that. And we'll talk about what you're doing now. And you brought along your CFO, Stephen, who I haven't met yet. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Pleasure, pleasure. And you met George, right? I did. Yeah, just yeah. now. Excellent. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Stephen, a little bit about Sharif, and talk about your company and what you guys do. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll, ta I'll take it. Okay. Thank, thank yeah. you for having us, Dimitri. Appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure so. seeing yeah. you. Uh, I'm surprised that you're traveling so light today because usually uh, you've got a uh, quite the entourage, but yeah, the entourage um, stayed yeah, home. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Um, Eric's the entourage. <laughs> <laughs> There's never anybody behind the camera, Dimitri. Now, now we're, we're, we're letting people into the secret. All right. Uh, yeah, our company is Terpene Belt, uh, Inc. We actually run a, um, cannabis derived terpene business. It's, um, real cannabis flavoring. So, We've been cannabis operators, licensed operators for almost 20 years um, in our parent company. And, you know, we see, we saw that there was some structural issues in cannabis. You're either going to have to take capital perpetually, uh, you're going to run up a tax bill, or you're going to be taking product out of the out of the back door to try to overcome 280 and all these other structural challenges. Those those are bullshit answers. I don't uh, We weren't OK with that being the fate of our business. So we put our heads together. Uh, we've got a ton of innovative people in the company, mm -hmm. but we decided to try to make cannabis derived terpenes available at scale and to do it under the hemp regulatory framework. Typically hemp terpenes are available. They're, they're trash. They're, they're worth, you know, maybe worth a thousand dollars a liter. There's nothing really exciting about them, but we, we worked with a genomics company um, who was able to take cannabis genetics, classic genetics, new wave genetics, and they breed in other cannabinoids to reduce THC and they take the type ones and they make them into hemp. And then we farm them at scale and we uh, use combines to harvest the material and turn it into essential oil, um, typically called terpenes in this industry, but it's really just essential oil. And we make uh, cannabis essential oil and we do it without freezing the material and we preserve the terpenes. And our primary use today is uh, selling to vape companies in the cannabis space. Um, but there's a whole world of opportunity. In uh, the flavor and fragrance world, um, every natural source has been tapped. And cannabis, because of its regulatory issues and illegality, has never been tapped. So we're trying to bring cannabis um, through the hemp kind of framework uh, to the flavor and fragrance industry at, at, at large, um, and we're doing cool stuff. It's not just, you know, making vapes. We work with perfumers making fragrances. We work with breweries that want to add flavoring and effect to their beers. Uh, we do, we put it in seltzers. Uh, the, the, the list kind of goes on and on. Once we started like getting into it, we're like, oh man, you could reintroduce terpenes into anything. We could put it in edibles. We could put, put it in flour. We can put it in pre-rolls. So we're just getting started. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. Yep. This guy, uh, Steven, was ad advising the company. We, we did some uh, restructuring, recapitalizing work last year. And uh, I think he liked the people uh, enough to join. Yes. So, yeah. What, um, and uh, <clears throat> Terpene Belt has been around since when? I, in an idea form, 2019. Uh, 2020 was the first commercial year. And Very cool. And, and you yeah. came on board. 
Yeah, no. So we're at the uh, Benzinga Capital Conference. So the CFO gets the invite to these ones. Okay, is, good. They don't let fun. you out of the building. No, very rarely. Uh, so it's nice to get out from behind the spreadsheet. Uh, but no, uh, and, and all kidding aside, I've been working with Sharif, um, you know, known him for a little over a year. He's the man. We skipped right no. over his cannabis industry uh, past. He's an OG. Yeah, um, we we need to get into that. I, what I would say is he's an operator's operator. Yeah. Um, you know, me, I'm kind of classically trained capital markets person. Um, I've been a public company CFO for a number of years. Um, but, you know, meeting Sharif was just very refreshing. Having been in the cannabis industry since 2018, um, you kind of get, you know, a nice flavor of operators and promoters. Uh, Sharif is, you know, he's, he's an operator's operator, I like to say. So uh, he's got he's got some good, uh, got like re- re- really cool vision. Um, I need you know, Stephen on my roster. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, the, the company itself, it actually like he's the guy that tells me to put to shut up when yeah, I'm saying yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a novelty because this company actually makes money, uh, which is which is great. Um, you know, we 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 successfully recapitalized the balance sheet at the end of last year. Uh, just finish it up our, our best quarter ever as a business um you know almost four million um in in, in sales which is kind of exciting Five, almost almost four almost four you're right you're right you're right you're right i don't do the numbers anymore so what's up man george george is the essential oil expert yeah i i want to get out of your all's way no 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 i want to hear what george thinks he was extracting like yeah, you know, like flowers and stuff back in like in the 30s, like the 1930s. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he before he joined the cannabis industry 10 years ago, started selling his machines and stuff. But what do you, what do you think about what they're doing? What it's do you think amazing um, uh, what you did. So as I understood, you turned, um, you preserved the marijuana tipping profile and um, like created into the hemp plant. So Correct. it's legal. You can make it that way. So pretty much you, you made an indica into hemp plant correct like 15 years ago everybody was trying to do the opposite yeah of course they <laughs> wanted high they THC wanted the and high THC. yeah 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 <laughs> you well, turn indica with with not GHC. well you have like all the um international trade restrictions interstate trade restrictions hell if you're gonna sell a flavoring agent to the rest of the world you need kosher certifications you need halal certifications yeah. You need IFRA, you need FEMA, you need all this stuff that you're never going to get when you start with a cannabis variety. So that was, um, you know, that unlocked the potential. We didn't even know it was going to work. Shit, we tried 10 acres first. We had three varieties. And after we finished, I wasn't so happy with it. One of the large vape companies got a, saw the material and they wanted to buy all of it. And then another big co-packer wanted to buy all of it. I'm like, okay, all right, this worked. Like we should, we should stop doing this. Put this thing that keeps kicking us in the in the nuts down. Like so, like regulated cannabis, like retail, rough. Like you know, you ever seen the two eighty e tax return? It's 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 uh it's not something that you know you 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 want to ever experience. So we just had frost accounting on here. <laughs> frost accounting uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> We're yeah. talking about two eighty. Yeah, yeah. Two two eighty was was a big like driver for us. But right. you know what? The, the the reality is that. We're ushering in specialization of the industry. The reality is, is that brands are going to be brands. Shelf is going to be shelf. Infrastructure is going to be infrastructure. And we're going to get a more mature supply chain. So we're just one of the first to offer 100% cannabis input to brands that want to scale their products and standardize their products. You know, we're, we may be early, but the industry is going to mature in that same way. Yep. Uh, 
but you're also one of the industry visionaries. And I, and I don't want to, you to leave this podcast without talking a little bit about your past and, and how you started in cannabis and how long you've been involved and why you were able to see this as you're talking about the reverse of what everybody else was thinking. You're doing something different after years and years of your talk a little bit about your past and how you migrated into cannabis. <laughs> I, I got a person in my life is like my Mr. Miyagi. Okay. He taught me a lot about cannabis and he was the original, like, uh, the original founder of Garden of Eden, which is a dispensary that our parent company, uh, opened in 2003. So I, I got like, okay, we've uh, got 20 years. That's 20 years. This is our 20th year. In November will be our 20th year anniversary of having a licensed operation, uh, in the state of California. So like right. we're, we're, you know, pre prehistoric, you know, Paleozoic era, uh, <laughs> you know, compared to what everyone else is, you know, age wise. So I, I, I learned retail there and um, I learned a lot about cannabis. We, you know, we, we were all really, uh, you know, inquisitive. We had some interesting folks. My brother was a scientist. Uh, we started an analytical lab. We started publishing papers about terpenes and reclassifying cannabis we wanted to move away from indica hybrid sativa and strain name and go to chemotyping it's probably a little early um but that same kind of like understanding of the plant and the chemical composition of the plant you know allowed us to develop some really interesting relationships and some really interesting ideas so i was like oh wow okay if we're gonna make uh compatible cannabis we need to capture data about what these cannabis varieties do to people so i started contracted with a software development company to build a software. About what year was that? Like 2016, 2016 something like that. Okay. Yeah, we so took specific medicine is actually the, the new science. That uh, there's not enough data to put it in, but this is all terps because cannabinoids are all the same everywhere. Yeah. The terps are modulating all these cannabinoids to act in a certain way. Of course. And you know, uh, terps are the hormones of the plant. Yep. They subconsciously modulate uh, how you take the cannabinoids and how they act. And it's not just nature, it's also nurture because different smells have different connections to different emotions. So, so everything does a little bit something different. That's why some person will be like, oh, I smoke this variety and I go up. The other person smokes and they go down. So yeah. it's actually, you need, you need it to correctly chemotype consumers and then understand um, what type of cannabis will, will affect them in a certain way. So the goal was always to, to, to reach... Uh, cannabis compatibility higher likelihood of having the desired effect from the start so i contracted a software development company they built a software to manage our lab data our manufacturing our cultivation and our point of sale and then we started closing the loop and capturing consumer feedback that company spun out and became trees and they only focused on point of sale but i never gave up the idea that we could disrupt the pharmaceutical industry by producing compatible cannabis medicine so i went out and figured out how to how to scale and build the inputs while trees, the software company was like, let, let them figure out, you know, who, somebody's going to produce the data that's needed here. Somebody's going to close the feedback loop. In the meantime, let's start building infrastructure. So I've got big, big ideas and big plans about how this works. I, I now know that cannabis could do so much. Once you're at like the level of understanding that, that we're at, right. If you want to have better sex, there's a, something for you if there's you want to have uh better sleep there's something for you you want to have better focus there's something and it's not just uh oh i picked this up and it says focus and i'm going to be focused yeah maybe 70 yeah, percent chance but if you want to have uh ca compatible cannabis and a 99 percent chance you got to do more work than that right. right now that we have these big like 
uh, super super computing AI models, and you could dump data into stuff like ChatGPT. Like we're gonna get there a lot quicker than I thought. It's it's you know we're we're ten years away from you know me going the to the movie. belt will get there faster than anyone. I'm else. gonna go to the movie theater. I'm gonna open up an app. I'm gonna push sleep. I'm gonna suck on the corner of my phone two times. And, you know, I'm going to go right to bed. Maybe my kid couldn't sleep. I'm going to give him, you know, a non-intoxicating dose and he's going to go right to sleep too. Like, that's the yeah. future we're going to no, live you're, you're in. Where, like, the pharmacy will be a pack, a case on the back of your phone controlled by your device. Like, that that's a world that I imagine. And we'll get there. Just remember this combo no, yo, yo, when you're sucking on the corner of your phone. <laughs> so how many strains have you developed so far? Uh, we, we have 45 products right now wow. uh, in, in the market. Um We'll do another, I mean, we try to do it. We, tr we, we romanticize it and do it like wine. So we sell our products by vintage. So we'll grow the same stuff year over year. So it's like the 22 Jack Herrera or, or 20, you know, two, 2023. Nice shout out to Jack this. Herrera. I imagine like 45 rooms and each room we grow separate streets. Oh, no. like, we're talking 240 acres outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah, outdoors. Preserve the strength. You know, when you we start with seeds so you know the seed we plant you know big five acre lots you go and harvest it when all of it gets uh the oil mixes together you know it doesn't matter if there's pollination or if there's you know some of these other plants you just get the profile of the whole lot so it, it works fine i mean in, indoor is cute for the eye you know it's very attractive <laughs> You, you know, ultraviolets. I totally agree with them. But, like, if you want to have uh, high, high levels of uh, phytochemical production, you have to go outside. There's nothing, you know, nothing like the sun. Right? Yeah. Sun, so, sun. Right, right now, where, where you're cultivating, where are you cultivating the States or yeah, Colombia Cal yet? Yeah, California. With the, no, no, no. With the, this, Colombia? This is a California story. Low cost of production. That's not that's not the business. Okay, We're trying fair. to sell California cannabis, right? Like that. So fair enough. Right, right now, there's, like, there's a brand value to selling California cannabis. I've been traveling all over the world sharing california cannabis with people and everywhere you go they're like california 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 right? they go nuts they go yeah. nuts over it. i don't know why yeah. as soon as you leave the state there's no brand other than california right like nobody cares about anything <laughs> you're, else you're, you're in spain and you'll go to a, a little Spanish. cannabis club yep. and you'll see california not um, usa weed not yeah, american wow. weed say california cali menu cali cali yeah that's what i always tell people start your brand in california stay yeah. in california yeah you print know. your stickers there <laughs> eventually it might be like arizona iced tea manufactured in new york city but you know new york know. city <laughs> hey so tell me something because this is something i've been wondering you know so I'm, I'm not a cannabis consumer i started to enjoy the the edibles to help me sleep and the baked rose has this great syrup in, in arizona that I tried in 2014 and it's just like NyQuil. And I was like, I used to be addicted to NyQuil in college in the nineties. I was like, nice. my God, this is perfect. Sipping on some scissors. Yeah, no, it's like yeah. four Sipping years. I was scissor. like, just like NyQuil to sleep and stuff. So I tried the NyQuil, the, the, the baked rose. And I was like, oh man, this is great. This is medicinal. This can help me sleep. It's natural. This is fantastic. So I'm not really a big cannabis consumer, but now uh, I'll go places. People are like a hot box it. And there's certain times, certain places and certain when the room will be filled with smoke. Where I'll just get totally calm, you know, and then certain times I'll get tremendous anxiety, and I and I, and I want that calm. I literally would have that in, as an incense in my bedroom if I can nail down what it is that's making me calm and just mellow and happy, you know. And that, that's you a, want <laughs> you want beta caryophyllene and linalool, like that, <laughs> that's what you want. That's like sleepy time, calm, yeah. relaxing. Like you want to typically what people have described as sativa is 
you know, terpinaline, uh, alpha pinene dominant varieties, osamine, they get your mind racing. There's if too much THC, you start having a lot of anxiety. Right. The breeding trends towards high tea have created an environment where smoking is no longer enjoyable. Like I'm not trying to smoke narcotic weed. <laughs> That's what the trend is today. Every I call it dessert, but it's basically high tea and high pedicariophylline. And what happens is it's like a narcotic. It keeps people very calm and sedated. You're not creative. You're not thinking. You're not, not no self-reflection. You know, none of that. Yeah. And that's how they keep pushing the THC numbers up because they have that offsetting uh, beta carophylline, which acts like a cannabinoid. So what that tells me uh, is that the future trend in cannabis is not just one cannabinoid with essential oil. You're going to start to see multiple cannabinoids being smoked. I think that whether it's THC and CBD one-to-one or it's THC and CBG, you're going to see cannabinoid combos becoming very popular we'll laugh at the days where we smoked just thc flour that shit's garbage once you've got into the world of multi-cannabinoid and multi-dimensional cannabis like that's the future for sure it's going to be ushered in it's going to take some time it's it's no, new and novel today um but i won't smoke so type much one. agree with you every yeah. cannabinoid uh helps us he's a phd doctor you know that and, well but and that you're a doctor yeah i'm okay. a, a phd in physics not a medical though. <laughs> Even more impressive. But but you know, he's incredible. So yeah. tell, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I was I, I'm so agree with uh, what I hear here, and I'm so excited because I put a lot of thought in, in that too. I see like each cannabinoid uh, helps certain cell in the body. CBG is the stem cell. THC is the peripheral nervous system. Yep. CBN central yep. nervous system. CBG is the collagen. And when you combine it, you really boost your body. And some people may have a really uh, may need a more uh, stem cell boost. Some other may need more um, nervous system boost. Correct. And when you add the, the chirps, chirp is like uh, adding that fine, the cherry and the, and the cake. You know? Because I, I look at this as uh, gourmet. You really cook for your customers. You pick the right blend and you can see originally there are a lot of different blends that people can you can spike it with little black pepper that increase the beta carotene. You can put a little lavender; it increases the level. This guy gets it. I, well, I knew you guys would get along. So, so, like, you see, okay, so okay, check this out. And I know that we don't like this space. Uh, nobody likes this space, uh, right? The, the the cannabis regulated cannabis guys don't like the hemp product space. The hemp product space has accelerated in innovation. All of the greatest chemists moved into the hemp space and they're doing some really interesting stuff now when you go buy a vape in the hemp space they've got five six seven eight cannabinoids in it sometimes they are creating these really robust products and the cannabis industry needs to learn from there it's not all about tea you start we make on our cannabis side we make sleep gummies that have cbn delta 8 and t uh, delta 9 thc right they'll put you right to bed like this Drop of a dime. Uh, you know what? We, I'm going to try them as soon as you hand me yeah. some. All right, I'll send you some. Done. I mean, but 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 what we learned. <laughs> I'm, I'm like plus one. What we what we learned is that is that the market in flour and the market in manufactured products are both trending towards multi cannabinoid products, and no one's talking about it. It's like guys, beta carotene acts on the CB2 receptor. It's obvious that the flower market is saying we want more dynamism in, in, in you know the flower cultivation side and the breeding side. And people are just, you know, falling on their face. Like these guys across the way, Flow Gardens, these guys are making uh, type twos. 
THC CBD products. They're making THCV and CBD like flour. They're doing all kinds of really interesting stuff, but there's not that much of it going on in uh, in the regulated world. The regulated world, they're just making dessert and cakes and creams and this, and, and it's all the same shit. And you think maybe that's also because there's a lack of uh, accessibility and for all these innovators to get involved in the regulated world? Do you think lack of competition, lack of opportunity, lack of access has a little bit uh, to do with it? I think that the 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 they're generational different generations smoke different things like gen z smokes more vapes than flour right so you have this like big the bulk of the dollars being spent are craving that high thc high beta carotene flour and the people that are driving that are the street culture like mm -hmm. folks like uh cookies and burner they do a great job they, they run the market that guy, you know he he's says this and that's where the market goes so you have all the breeders wanting to to keep up with the trend you know so you have the old timers uh, are growing classic stuff that they can't move because it doesn't meet the you know the high tea requirement the the kids are smoking you know whatever they can get their hands on manufactured goods they don't really care as much about flour so you have the bulk of the dollars in the middle just doing whatever the the rappers rap about and that just so happens to be narcotic weed and you know what eventually the market's going to get tired of it i know that i got i used to smoke a half ounce a day and then I started, we, we went from smoking Bubba Kush to OG Kush. Bubba Kush is like coffee, right? It, it, it's an upper. We started smoking OG, heavy mercine, right? And I became a loser. I'm like, yo, this sucks. This weed sucks. The trended weed sucks. I stopped smoking weed like that. And I think that a lot of the people out there are going to stop smoking this like desserty narcotic flower. And I think that there's going to be new trends. So I'm hoping that that's what happens, you know. Maybe I'm wrong, you know. I'm wrong all the time, but I, I be, I, I'm, I hope, I'm hopeful that people are smoking weed that makes them creative right. uh, and, and, and get some thinking, rather than just kind of locks them into a couch. You know, Julian and Nick, they run the Columbian Expo to two mes no. most connected men in, in Colombia. No, I, awesome. I never met him. What's up, guys? Uh, stick around hey, for cheers. a second. You got it. You guys, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up here. Stick around for a second. Yeah. Um. No, man. I, we could go on for hours. Yeah, but, I could talk yeah. weed forever. No, no, yeah, no. His, 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 his kitchen, by the way. <laughs> no, no, like, no. It's already clear house, he's an expert. I, no, so his kitchen is a science experiment. Like, it's like you, you I, I, I stayed with him a couple days, uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and like, it, it's just all out on the table, all different strains, different graphs, different, uh, you know, terpene profiles. And, like, you know, it's just like, for me, I was just like, all right, like, you know, I'm, I, I came to the right place because, like, I just I sit back and listen. I don't want to really. No, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you, you gotta if, sharpen your tools because you never know when you might need them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no financial experience, but if you need like a, a CPR guy or something, <laughs> yeah. let me know, bro. I'm in. I'm <laughs> absolutely I'm, in. I'm, I'm I, want, I want to be the one to introduce you guys, guys from Colombia, because there are some really cool strains down in Colombia yeah. that even, even though it's not California, yeah. I think, you know, Hawaii, Jamaica, California, Oaxaca. There's different places. There's some good stuff going on. Yeah. But, I mean, you're absolutely no, for right. for sure. No, I mean, we treat it like this, like Sparta. Like Sparta. Like we we're Californians, we stick together. Like if we if we don't, we're gonna get eaten up by Chicago and Florida MSOs. Those yes. guys are titans. We're like little peanuts peasants. We're like a peasants rebellion in California at this point. <laughs> I, so, like, I, I am the biggest fan of California brands. Anything coming out of California, and uh, wow, it, it has been an unbelievably uh, educational <laughs> podcast. And our goal is to let people know a little about how you guys are. A little bit about what's going on and to share in the conversations that happened benzinga yeah. so i think this was a great one people got yeah. a little flavor how do people get in touch with you guys uh you could check us out on our website uh terpenebeltfarms.com 
Uh, we've got everybody on the inbound distribution list. If something came across, uh, I would see it or keep see it or some of the folks. Nice. Uh, yeah. it, it would get routed pr- appropriately. Absolutely. But also, you can find us on LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, we're not we're not hard to find. You know, uh, we've got a lot of friends. Any any closing thoughts, George? It certainly was one of the best talks today, and uh, I see the development of Turpins. It's going to be a separate sound. So 3,000 Turpins in the world, 300 into the cannabis. They're all different combinations. The same modulated, chilled, but not the same. So certainly that's that's going to be coming up. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks, you man. you thanks, got man. the endorsement of talking <laughs> to you. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate awesome. it. All right. Appreciate this has been another Meet Unshackled. Get in touch with them. Yep. Awesome. Here's Cheers. the future. All right. Thanks. Man.